Okay, Pushing Rubber Podcast, episode one two one. I start this off with some tunes because I haven't done this for a while and I'm in a bit of a tuneful mood, so here's one by Gary Clark Jr.
There we go. A little tune from Gary Clark Jr., the name of which escapes me. Ah, but he's a, he's a very good musician. Down from the, uh, the south somewhere there in the United States. And I like that song. I always have. I think I bought that album. I think they released maybe about three years ago. The son of uh, son of Billy something Jr. I think is the name of that album. It's a good album. Uh, g'day. This is Adam Piggott um, coming to you from Holland. It's a bit of a um, blustery, rainy day. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday afternoon. I've got a beer and a chilled glass. I've just I've just finished cooking. Uh, well, preparing a. Uh, beef stew and now I'm gonna with fresh chicken stock that I had uh, bubbling away beforehand and now I'm gonna let that cook away for about three hours or so and I'll have that later tonight with a nice glass or two of red it's a relaxing it's a relaxing Sunday it's been a relaxing weekend I wrote about it on the old blog today uh, and uh, I'm recharging the old batteries which is uh, uh, which is required. I've had a very busy couple of weeks, which is why there hasn't been a podcast episode for a couple of weeks. I did not have the time, energy, or even inclination to sit down and do it. Um, and I was well aware of that fact, but uh, my apologies. But here we are, here we are. Uh, episode 121. The Pushing Rubber podcast. The great one emailed me this week and said, Hey, how about we do another greasy poll? It's been a while. I finally got my shit back together. And I said to him, nah, let's, do it. let's do it another week. Let's do it another week. I got enough energy for me to just sit here and shoot the shit with you guys alone, but I can't do it with someone else this weekend. Um, shout out to Aaron Clary, who's been a little bit ill, but it sounds like he's okay. Had a little bit of a scare. Um, and uh, I've been emailing him a bit just to make sure that he's doing okay. So send him your best wishes. Uh, Aaron, get better, mate. Uh, look after yourself. Um, you, you obviously need to be doing something different if your body's harking out to you like this. So uh, you have to change something up. Too much golf probably, mate. It ruins us all. It ruins us all. I tell you, I tell you, I'm a lot healthier since I uh, finished playing golf about 25 years ago. Much better off, much better off. Golf is the root of all evil, probably. Um, it's been a big week on the on the old website for yours truly. Sold a fair number of books, which always happens when uh, I write anything about our favourite doctor, Jordan Peterson, who this week or last week checked himself in a clinic for uh, what I assume was severe depression, but it actually turns out to be addiction to some sort of painkillers, which is obviously he's on because he's depressed all the time because he's a raving lunatic. Um, and uh, I wrote that I uh, that I think that that someone who's trying to uh, or position himself to uh, lecture people on how they live their lives uh, ought to be someone who lives their life a little bit better than he does. Uh, and the lobster fanboys took extreme offence to this. Which I'd like to say I knew they would, but I actually thought that this might have been, you know, this might have been the little shot in the arm, but no. Oh, poor Jordan. How can you say anything like that at a time like this? Well, a time like this is the perfect time to say something that 
someone who's addicted to bloody antidepressants or whatever they are and checks themselves into clinics shouldn't be pontificating around and telling people to clean their fucking rooms. But no, oh, it's not the time. When is the time, sweethearts? When is the time? When is the time to be to be calling old Geordie out? Let us know. Can we mark it in our calendars and diaries? The same people who trot out this insane Greta Thurlberg woman, whatever her name is, this pigtailed lunatic to lecture us on the fact that we want to try and continue to live a first world lifestyle so we can stay alive. And of course, those of us who have criticised the great Greta uh, have been once again admonished by the left. Oh, how can you possibly criticise a 16-year-old girl? Look, if you're going to roll this chick out, all right, to lecture us and talk down to us about our behaviour, then she's up for criticism. Full stop. Full stop. Don't, don't roll someone out to admonish us about, you know, how much electricity we use if we're not allowed to talk back. We're just supposed to all sit here. Sit here with our mouths shut. All right, Greta, sorry, old dear. Good old Greta travels around in million-dollar yachts, crewed by um, Monaco royal family's underlings. Um, but uh, apparently I'm bad because I want to keep my lights on. We'll be watching you, she says, as great as all socialists and communists have said since the dawn of bloody the 20th century. We'll be watching you with a scowl, the scowl, the scowl, like, you know, it's like she's force fed a continual diet of prune juice. Yeah, I've said it before that, you know, some, oh, you know, this woman had a smile like a cat's asshole. She really does. Greta really has a smile like a cat's asshole. I don't think I've ever seen anything, anything like it. I just, I, it's beyond belief. But this is what they have to do now that the great climate change train is finally falling off the track. And I tell you what, it's been a good 40 years. It's been a good 40 years. Because they started in the 70s. They had, they had, they had the twin dooms in the 70s. The, little, the new ice age was going to start. It didn't work out so well. Uh, they picked the wrong boat on that one. And then, because um, they had a few cold years. And uh, and then of course the world going to end. The world was going to end with nuclear Armageddon. Blah 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 blah. Uh, neither of which eventuated. Then of course they switched to warming. And whenever you look at the trend thing that they do, like the graph, of, like and it goes from a dot up and down and up and down. It's all going up. They always start it from 1976, which was one of the coldest years in the 20th century. Whereas the couple of years before, one of the warmest. But they never start it from that point, do they? It's always 19 fucking 76. Why is that? Why is that, I wonder? Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, as if, as if cold was our natural state. How, how is cold our natural state? Why is cold better than hot? Is it, is it, is it, how is it better? How is it better? Of course it doesn't make any sense of all. The whole term climate change, as I've continuously ranted for years and years, is it is, is in of itself a tautology because the... The assumption or the, the lie that they're trying to push is that the climate doesn't change. So climate change is bad. Huh? We've, they want climate stasis when nothing changes and everything stays the same. Now we have to worship plants and people like Greta, you know, our 16-year-old Swedish uh, socialist better, uh, whose parents are members of Antifa. I mean, this is, this is just beyond belief. Beyond belief. I mean, when are we all going to start shooting? I just want to look, I want to skip everything. I just want to skip everything now and just get straight to the shooting. 
straight to the shooting. We're all we've all got guns. Them, us. Let's go straight to the shooting. I swear, my phone hasn't made a fucking noise all all day, and as soon as I start doing a podcast, it won't shut up. Just, just beyond belief. Don't email me about work on a Sunday afternoon. I don't want to know. I'm not even going to look at it. I'm not opening it until tomorrow. I'm just having a weekend off. That's what weekends are for. Today is the is the day of our Lord. I went off to church, did my thing, went to the shop, came back. I'm relaxing. I'm not bloody responding. Where was I? Oh, shooting socialists. That's right. That's what I was talking about. Shooting socialists. So you know, it was a big, it was a bit old, uh, big old week on the blog. Uh, between Greta and Jordan. I tell you what, you can get some serious hits if you talk about those guys. The, the hot chicks and links wasn't wasn't what it not well. The chicks were of course for to their normal sensational standards. I'm happy to say, uh, but the links, uh, I'm sorry this week uh, weren't as good weren't as good as normal um, because I just haven't had time to um, to uh, get around on the internet as much. I haven't had much time. Anyway, one thing I did get to see was on the other McCain, he had an article titled, Guy Gets Laid, Feminists Get Angry. Um, I'll link to this in the show notes. Um, and apparently feminists, I'm reading from it, feminists are enraged because the popular Instagram account, Humans of New York, Humans of New York, what a, did a profile of a pickup artist uh, and I won't read it out, but basically he was an incel kid. He'd never had a girlfriend. He was suicidal. Uh, he didn't even know how to approach woman. He came across the forum for pickup artists, PUAs. It seemed like a cure for my autism. Everyone has to have a fucking disorder. I tell you what. I tell you what. Those of us who don't have a disorder, we can we can call ourselves the unusual. I don't have a disorder. No, 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 no. Um, I function perfectly well because I put effort into my daily life and I'm not a lazy, um, misbegotten shit who wishes to, you know, push all of my problems onto outside agencies. There we go with that. Anyway, he uh, got to be good as a pickup. Um, and uh, let's see, there's a few bits in bold. Uh, as regards to pickup, it's a bit like gambling. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it doesn't, but you always have the chance for sex. Uh, women have emotional brains. They get addicted to feelings. You can use that to your advantage. The first time you meet her, tell her she looks amazing, but never give her a full compliment again. She'll always chase that validation. It's like a drug. Tell her she, quote, looks beautiful for her age. Tell her she's, quote, good looking in this lighting. Keep her insecure with half compliments. Keep her feeling like there's something wrong with her, like she's not good enough for you, like she needs sex for validation. Of course, it's manipulation, but why should I care? I've been manipulated so many times in my life. True, true, true. Um, now, anyway, uh, the feminist reaction, of course, totally losing it. Uh, Jill Filopovic. This is extremely gross, and humans of New York should have showed the guy's face or not posted it. This isn't some sensitive secret. This is a misogynist who treats women as subhuman. If he's, if he's given a massive platform for his story, he doesn't deserve anonymity because obviously they want to dox him. Um, and of course, 
A misogynist is someone who either disagrees with a woman, a modern misogynist is someone who disagrees with a woman um, or gets one up on women instead of the woman getting one up on him. All right? Because it's never, there's, never, there's never parity. I think Rollo's golden rule in relationships was, was someone always needs the other person more than the other one does. Uh, and in, in every interaction, there's someone who's going to come out more in front than the other. Um, if you're a man and you come out in front of women, you're a misogynist. Okay. Um, they also hate it because he's accurate, especially the part, I bet the part that set them off was women have emotional brains. They get addicted to feelings. You can use that to your advantage. Uh, the last thing the feminine imperative wants is for that sort of information to get out in the general mainstream and for the cucked males of the world, the Western world of these days, to pick up on that one. Because it's 100% true. Let's, re let's read it again. Women's have emo women have emotional brains. True. They get addicted to feelings. True. You can use that to your advantage. Of course you can. That sort of truth is really, really, really not what the feminine imperative wants. Jill Filofovic, uh really doesn't like it. And then Marjorie... Uh, God, I can't remember. Um, I have no problem with humans of New York running, yet these people are real and they are out there praying, praying on women. But good Lord, if you're going to run it, show his face in caps so we can dox him. Um, the thing is, is that if this was reversed and it was the woman boasting about how many men she gets to sleep with and then dump because ah, I didn't like it. It'd all be, you go girl, girl power, you're the one, you show those men the way it is. Because team woman, team woman will not be, will not be broken up. Women will always stick together. Always. Women always stick together. You can't go against team woman. I've found that out a few times in my life, okay? Even within family, you can't go against, especially in family, you can't go against team woman. Uh, anyway, Kate Gardner at the feminist blog, Mary Sue. Uh, no one should be saying that they need to manipulate a woman into sleeping with them but by denying them validation, yet here we are. Yes, and we also have Tinder, sweetheart. We have Tinder. Well, you swipe left or you swipe right or whatever the hell you want to do. So don't, so don't, so don't get on your pontificating high horse pedestal and talk down to us. All right. If this was back in the 1950s, you'd have a point. But in the in the end of the teens in the 21st century, you have no point at all with with sites like Tinder. It's just. Women in their 20s and late teens are just walking around trying to have as much sex as they want, guilt-free on their terms. All this is is a man doing the same thing. This is a man having sex on his terms and getting away with it, and you it's driving you all fucking bananas. Uh, just because this guy uh, had never had a girlfriend doesn't mean that he should have the chance to try and con women into sleeping with him because he likes to feel in control. Well, every, every time you dance someone into bed, you know, to perform the uh, the horizontal uh, hootsie tootsie, you have manipulated them at some point, and it goes back and forth. That's what it's all about. Yeah? That's how the animal kingdom works. The peacock puts out his big fan of feathers, whoosh, 
Peacock lady goes, that's all right. I'll have some of that. Ba-bang. Manipulation. Every single time. The idea of... We go back back to Kate Gardner. Uh, The idea of women having more emotional brains is also textbook sexism. (laughs) Once again, if it's truth as regards to how women operate, it's either... It's either misogyny, uh, sexism, or if, you, or, or if they can possibly get into it, racism into it as well. Toxic masculinity or well. Women are not inherently more emotional than men. Yes, you are. You absolutely are. And anyone who's ever shared a house with a woman will know. I've had women who've shared houses with women go afterwards, go to me, my God, I'll never do that again in my life. It is a nightmare. Women are not inherently more emotional than men. That would be years of the patriarchy telling us that women are hysterical for voicing opinions and having feelings. Yes, your feelings are hysterical. We've got we've got pictures of you, photos of you naked on the street, street screaming at the sky because Trump got elected. Years after it happened. All right? I'm sorry, but that's hysterical, emotional behavior okay um she goes on this is disgusting of course but it's also frightening because of how many men probably think that this is we live in a culture women are afraid to turn down men because they're worried they might be beaten up or killed look please sweetheart please the days of the days of you being frightened to turn down men. How many? How many? How many men have you turned down? This is such a good excuse because Kate Gardner probably doesn't turn down any men who want to sleep with her. She's probably the town bike. So that's a good get out of jail free card. Yes, I know I slept on. Look, I know I sat on 150 different cocks, but I tell you, if I didn't, I did it because I worried that if I didn't say yes, I might be beaten up or killed. I mean, what a brilliant get out of jail free. God, that one is because women cannot be held accountable for their actions, for any responsibility of their actions whatsoever. It's just, it's just so nice. It's just so nice from my point of view to read this article, knowing what I know now. I mean, even from five years ago, knowing what I know uh, about how women operate um, and just being able to look at the bullshit and the lies that come out of it. I mean, it's just... Why don't we have any decent male commenters, commentators that can go face-to-face with these women on a stage and just absolutely rip them a new one? Because they wouldn't get up there, would they, these chicks? They wouldn't get up there. They'd be too scared. Uh, we live in a world where domestic abusers will go on shooting sprees. I was reading an article today about a uh, with a video. Someone posted up on Gab about uh, a woman cutting off a guy's penis, but hey, we'll let that one slide. Uh, this isn't something to be... So he, look, a guy's just going around manipulating women into bed and suddenly shooting sprees. <laughs> this isn't something to be posted about casually as the symptom of a larger cultural problem surrounding masculinity in our world. And as, as McCain says, all this rage because a guy's getting laid regularly on his own terms... Um, and of course, women want to have 100% control of the sexual marketplace. That's the only way, uh, well, that's the, that's the only thing they've got these days, is the old chicks. That's really, really, really the only thing they've got. Um, I'm, uh, 
so I go to I go, I've gone back to church, um, Catholic. I, I, there's, there's, there's this thing going around the internet that I'm a Protestant. And I said, please come on, I'm not a Protestant. I'm not a lunatic. Um, I can't. I can't. I'm not. I'm not schizophrenic. Okay, this is this is not true at all. No, no I'm Catholic, born and raised Catholic. Um, um, Christian brother school. Went to church regularly till uh, till my parents stopped going when I was about twelve, and then about a year after that they got divorced. That tells you something, doesn't it? So it's been thirty five years since I went to church on something that wasn't uh, a Christmas Eve or an Easter. Uh, sort of uh, sort of date and I've been going for um, a couple of months now um, and I have to say I really have to say that it's uh, it's good um, and it's in Dutch I don't understand most of it though my Dutch is getting better they do have an English service but it's at 6 30 at night on a Sunday and I just can't do that I need to if I'm going to go to church 10 o'clock in the morning and then it sets you up for the rest of the day but if you have to wait your whole day and then I can't I can't be cooking food, having beers now and a glass of wine and then oh, I've got to go down to church. It's just it doesn't work. So I go in the, to the Dutch service and I probably understand about twenty percent of it, especially the hallelujahs. They're kind of universal. Hallelujahs, amens. They're universal as well. Uh, the name of the Father, the Holy, the Holy Ghost, whatever it is. The Father and the Son. That's it. That's how I, I tell you, man, it's, it's been so long. If you're standing or sitting or kneeling, I just have to check everyone around me. And I still get faked out. Because you see people go and you think they're sitting down. So you sit and then they, and then they, ah, oh, you were kneeling. Ah, oh, you faked me out. You totally faked me out there, didn't you? Totally, totally faked me out. Uh, thanks for that. Um... Yeah, uh, hmm, um, but um, I, uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it for several reasons. Uh, I'm enjoying it because the ceremony, and ceremony is important. Ceremony is important. Um, a tie to um, your ancestors, to history, and to generations past and the way that serves it's a little it's a little catholic church it's a very beautiful one in Leiden um and i really like the part where the the priest gets to the end of his sermon for the and you have to you have to turn and shake hands with people around you i like that a lot i like that a lot i like the feeling of community um because you know i don't apart from people i work with i don't really know that many people here in holland so it gets me out um and I also I also genuinely feel that if there's one one book and it's taken me 35 years to come back to this but if there's one book that has truth in it in this world it's the Bible. There's nothing there's nothing untrue in the Bible. I don't I mean and that's that's why it's it's got to be holy because you read it and and there's nothing there's nothing untrue there there's nothing wrong. There's nothing vague or ambiguous. The way it's written, I know how hard it is to write stuff in a truthful way, in an unambiguous way. And this is a whole Bible. It's come down from two thousand years ago. I just think that's uh, that's kind of incredible that that they could have got it so right. 
So you think it must have had, had some sort of divine hand in it. But this is not... Look, I wasn't even going to mention the fact that, that, that I'm going to church. That's a private thing. But, and I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that... You yeah, do whatever you want. I've done whatever I want for the last 35 years. And then one day recently I woke up and I just thought, I'm going to go to church on a Sunday. I'm going to go to church. And obviously my circumstances and what's happened with my divorce and, you know, that level of betrayal. Um, but if But you look at it in that way, and you think, well, maybe that was the better thing to happen. Because I look back on the marriage and I actually think that that it was just an existence. Um, it was just an existence more than anything. Fundamentally went into the marriage with the wrong things. Uh, we didn't get married in church. She didn't take my last name. Um, and I didn't push it. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's going to be too hard. We're moving to Australia. You're going to have to change your passport. We're in Italy. Ah, oh, it's going to be really difficult. Just keep your last name. All mistakes. All mistakes. The no kids thing, big mistake. Big mistake. You can't do that with girls. Um, so, I think... Uh, The grounding that that you get um, from going somewhere. I was talking to Cappy. Cappy was brought up, I think, with like a Baptist preacher of a father or something like that, and and they're and they're total lunatics, absolutely, absolutely crazy. Um, and 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 Cappy would tell me some of the the uh, the things he had to go through in childhood and with, with his father, and this, this sounded horrific, you know. Um, but Catholicism has always been, for me, the root of the church. Um, I, d I don't hold with evangelicals or Anglicans or Protestants or, you know, Lutherans, the whole lot of them. All right? it's, all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all just wanking off on a sideline. Um, so, yeah. Are you going to see any religious articles from me? No. I don't do it. I think it's interesting, though, that a few of us on, on the manosphere side of things, Roosh is uh, obviously the big one, um, with his conversion from P to PUA, and pulling his pickup books off uh, out, of, out, of, out, of, uh, out of the stores off Amazon so you can't buy it anymore uh, it's, it's one, uh, that's 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 actions that's actions I mean that's that's pretty serious stuff I really like watching Roosh's uh, travel log videos of his tour around the US at the moment because of how calm and centered he is and how much he uses silence and space to communicate what he's thinking. Um, it's really relaxing and inspiring to watch him. 
And I've never watched Rouge before because I was never into the whole PUA thing. I never have been. It's, it's weird that I know. I picked up lots of girls, um, but I was never a PUA. It was just, I like girls. Um, and I do. I really, I've always loved women. Women have always been my weakness. And look where it's left me. Um, I was sitting today thinking about, I was sitting in the church while the mass was going on. And I'm thinking to myself, here I am. I'm in a mass of a language I mostly don't understand. Um, about as far away geographically from where I'm supposed to be as I can be. Um, pretty well by myself. And it definitely is the road less traveled. And, I, and, and you wonder if the road less traveled is a curse. And uh, for people who are doing the standard, you know, wife and two and a half kids and picket fence and all the rest of it, how fortunate they are. But no one's really doing that these days because that's all been ripped apart anyway. So you may as well go the road less travel because you're going to be forced onto it against your will. It seems like we're really entering a time. Like we've had 70 years of stability, relative stability, um, but it's all it's all it's all coming crashing down. I feel, uh, and I wonder to myself, what skill do I have to see me through? into the period of turmoil because I'm, I'm no good with my hands I can't build things I'm not a carpenter or you know or anything like that I can play the guitar well sing a tune maybe if it all goes to crap and we don't have electricity and 24-hour Netflix people will want to hear someone play the guitar and sing in a in a tavern somewhere I don't know been a bit of a rambling podcast hasn't it but i'm in a rambling kind of mood i'm in a relaxed kind of mood that's just the way it is hmm. anyway shout outs captain capitalism I've already spoken about him a couple of times aaron clary check out his podcasts and books and articles and Give him a bit of love because he hasn't been well. Uh, but like I said, uh, it sounds like it's pretty good news. So fingers crossed with him. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, hopefully next week we'll return with the Greasy Pole podcast and the great one and I yeah, getting down to business. It's been a few months because the great one has had his life turned upside down. So that should be an interesting podcast. because uh, And we obviously... Uh, met while I was down in the US when him and Cappy flew down very graciously to see me. I was very uh, I was very touched by that. I mean, those guys paid for tickets, flew down hotels, paid to come down specifically and hang out with me for a couple of days. That was uh, a, a lovely gesture uh, on their part, and I uh, I really appreciated it. Uh, it's things like that that uh, that makes all of the uh, you know the work we do on the internet. Little moments like that that I uh, that I really value and appreciate. Um, so so go check out Cappy, and then hopefully next week is a great one. We'll get another greasy pole happening. Um, 
You can buy my books, Pushing Rubber Downhill, Rub, Run, Guts, Pull, Cones. Uh, the third one is being on and off worked on. I'm really happy that I didn't get it out before I got divorced because that would have been, considering the theme of the book, unfortunate. Very unfortunate indeed. So, you know, fate smiles on us in different ways. And I do feel fortunate in many ways. Um, it was a bit of a worry when I found out that Cappy had a, a major health scare. But, but I am healthy and I've, I've got money in the bank and, you know, um, even though I am getting on a little bit, girls still, you know, stare at me as I walk down the street. That's kind of nice. And so I'm just going to keep doing my own thing. Uh, work's going to be really busy to the end of the year. I'm really going to try and keep up 20 articles a month. Uh, on the blog and a podcast a week but if it goes up and down just um, just be aware of what's going on and um, it's only a short one this week and I hope that keeps you guys going um, and uh, I hope you guys all have a wonderful week tune in next week to the great one and I and we do the greasy poll um, don't go changing. That's all for now.